Greetings, Barbell Buddies. Welcome to another episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, where we dish out everything the fitness world doesn't want to hear, but probably should. I'm your host, Tracy, together with your permanent guest, David. Today's topic, watermelon sugar high. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Today's real topic, where do we go from here? So if you haven't noticed, we took down a lot of our episodes from past seasons. And the reason why was because we had a little bit of a drama with our ex-trainer. And there was a lot of personality clashes going on. Needless to say, we're not friends anymore. We're not really sure we were friends with him before. Yeah, that's kind of in doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, I, I guess just the personality clash was too much Among other things, too much of a tough love mentality, which is just not great for my own learning abilities. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably somewhat ubiquitous throughout like all sports and whatever is like the coach isn't going to be your friend friend It's going to be the very tough love kind of like this is for the, the betterment of your athletic self and that kind of thing, even though a lot of times it it's toxic yeah for sure so um i guess there was like trauma on both sides david have you felt like you're mostly over it yeah i mean we're just you know trying to pick up the pieces now um i think i mean we both think that he you know there was more of an overreaction on his side but you know that's everybody's perspective but we do know that we shouldn't have been treated the way we were treated, whether there was an overreaction or not. So um, at this point now, yeah, I mean, whether we get our money back or not, I'm pretty much over it. Yeah, I think the biggest lesson that I learned for me was just not acting when I felt emotional. I, I don't really know who's wrong or right or if it even matters. I just know that it was a particularly tough experience just leaving that kind of structure, even though at the same time, I realized there were a lot of things I didn't like about it just because it's a lot of upheaval and change and it was super emotional. But I'm glad that we've done it for the time that we did. Yeah. And like, I still think if you were just starting out lifting, you definitely need to start with somebody who knows what they're doing. I think if you weren't friends before, it's probably not going to be whether I think the the problem was we got the impression that he was trying to be friends and you know we felt like we thought we were friends and then you know I think with all the power being on one side uh once it went it was or once it was obvious that we weren't friends it went really fast yeah um the good news is that we are both still lifting so right now we're at a commercial gym that's close to us would you like to describe our experience so far david well because it's still um the time of covid i guess they have like you know timed sections that you can be in there and probably a cap on the number of people that they can have in there even though it's probably not split up into weight room section and cardios and all that it's just a single number but so far it has never been like really crowded when we've gone um i mean we've erred away from the you know after work hour 
and I guess on the other prime time hour. But um, so far, we've been able to like you know get the racks and spaces that we've needed to complete what we need to do. So, and yeah, fortunately, it's not a Jim Bro place. At least I don't know. Maybe maybe at the beginning of all this, all the gym bros went out and bought their own equipment because they couldn't go to the gym. You know, gyms were fully closed, so there hasn't been. I wouldn't say any. There has been a, a few, but uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of grunting and like <laughs> macho hee haw. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it was really important for us to get back into the gym as soon as possible. Weightlifting is one of those things where it's really easy to lose progress if you don't do it on a consistent basis. And we didn't really care about maintaining our PRs, personal records or anything like that. It was more just needing general strength for still um, David, your job and me for my jujitsu. And also something that we actually realized we really, really enjoyed together as a physical activity. And it was right. something that we could support ourselves in. Yeah. Cause like, obviously I was, you know, even though you've tried over the years, I'm not getting back into jujitsu. And I know that. Yeah. And it's for the great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the fact that we can do it together has been a lot of fun. And yeah, there there are reasons that we both started it, not just for strength for jujitsu or work, but you know other personal reasons as well. And so it's not like it's not a journey that we feel like is done yet. Yeah, I would say I'm pretty confident I'm going to lift for the rest of my life. And when I was lifting with um, the coach, I wasn't really sure if I could do it on my own, but. We've actually gotten to a point where we've regained a lot of our strength from before. And so I feel pretty confident that we'll continue to make progress. I think the hardest part was actually getting started and making that transition from a gym with a trainer to a commercial gym by ourselves. There were a lot of like communication and discussion around what time we were going to go, but then also just, you know, getting used to the idea that we had to go by ourselves. There wasn't going to be anyone waiting there keeping us accountable. Yeah. Yeah. The reason that we hadn't stopped lifting with our trainer was because, you know, this, it's kind of like a, you know, we don't like change. So uh, when you're forced to make a change, but then there's just like the decision tree over like how you're going to go about it, whether we could do anything in the gym in our building, uh, whether we were going to do stuff individually or together. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, you made the leap first, started at the gym. I think I was like a week behind you or so. And yeah, just had to get over the inertia hump and get moving again. And I think the last thing that we learned from making this transition is that our time with a coach really made our transition smooth to lifting independently. And the reason was because we really paid attention to the progress. We asked a lot of questions. Anytime we didn't understand something about what he was saying, we would try to get as much information as possible. And that led us to remember those things that we learned um, with him into the gym. And I think that's really important to, um, I guess, acknowledge because I don't want to give off the impression that we learned nothing. And even though the ending was kind of rough, we learned nothing. We actually learned a lot. And I 
think that's something that makes me feel very empowered being in the gym right now. Yeah. I mean, we're not like trying to judge other people's programs, whatever they're they're doing, but like we see some things that are just like, I'm, I'm glad we know what we're doing yeah. <laughs> and can focus on that because, uh, you know, it, it is pretty easy to make mistakes, I think, um, if you're just kind of like winging it. And so, yeah, following along with the numbers that we were doing, the way we progressed. Um, I mean, you were on the intermediate program for longer, so you kind of had and I paid attention to those numbers, too, so that, you know, even though basically I was on the intermediate program for about a week yeah, <laughs> before it hit the fan. Um, so, but like getting back to back into lifting, I can still kind of like figure out my own intermediate program, even though I don't had, I didn't have a whole lot to go on. Yeah. I think it does help that we had a great deal of self-awareness. However, I do think there are some really nice parts to a DIY do-it-yourself lifting program. The first is that it's a lot cheaper than having a personal trainer. And the second is that we have a lot of flexibility in terms of the day and times. Our current program is still three days a week and we're able to fit it around our work and jujitsu schedules. When we were on the other program, it was very set hours and we often found ourselves having to work around dinner, feeding our cats, finishing our work on time, being worried that we weren't going to make it there on our bikes. And there was a lot bigger commute. Um, and also, like, if you do find a nice commercial gym, it's going to be pretty OK. It's the atmosphere is pretty decent. The music is generic and pop like most of the time. Most times people are really quiet and they're listening to stuff, you might get one or two people talking. And I think that's really important because it allows me to just focus on myself. Whereas in a program, I need to like talk and interact with other people. And I'm not saying that like I'm an unfriendly person, but when it comes to certain activities, such as lifting weights, where you're doing something really heavy, you really don't want a chatty Kathy talking over your shoulder. Yeah. And it's, it's not just while you're doing the lift, it's like you kind of are getting in a mindset. So, I don't know. <laughs> and we had some chatty cat. Yeah. Um, I guess, what are the supposed disadvantages DIY? I, I would say for the record, I think pros outweigh the cons at this moment. But we can talk yeah. about a ballast narrative here. Again, this is having done the time with a trainer so that we are like pretty highly confident in what we're doing. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure I'm not going to go out there and say after three months of lifting, I could go and like coach somebody. But like for myself, I feel like I can keep myself accountable and not be like doing half reps and yeah. calling it a day. Um, so, yeah, among the things that, you know, might be a downside to not having a somebody who like does it for a living um, is you know, you're going to get a little bit less feedback. All the same token, you know, there's only so many things that can be said. You hear knees out and elbows in about 20 times a class. So whether you need to hear that 20 times a class or just occasionally there is a fresh nugget of knowledge and, you know, that's nice. But I feel like if we really had questions about what we were doing, we could, we had the wherewithal to like find the answer somehow. So 
again, it's a con, but not very substantial. I think it depends on whether or not you get to lift with a friend or or a partner. It's it's a much less lonely experience, and you tend to doubt yourself less because the other person can encourage you. I think also sometimes like you're like, did I go down all the way on my squat? And you're somebody else watching can be like, yeah, or no. Yeah, yeah. I think where it's harder is if both people are not willing to go to failure, that can be difficult because I don't know. It's just failing's not really fun. Missing reps is not really fun. I don't really care for that so much. I think when I was going for personal records, I was mainly, I felt pressured to do it because everyone else around me was also being pushed to do it. But now that I'm just in an environment where I'm trying to be healthy and take care of myself, I don't really feel a need to do that. And you said that it was a good learning tool sometimes, but can you expand about on it a little bit? Well, like in terms of, do you know if you pushed yourself as far as you can? If you've never actually hit the wall, you don't know if you've pushed yourself as hard as you can. But I think we're still kind of working back to that. Yeah. Um, you know, having taken two, three, four weeks off from doing these lifts and, uh, you know, we're on a slightly shorter schedule and only doing usually just two lifts a day or two lifts a training session. Yeah then, you know, we're not doing as many uh, lifts on a regular basis. And uh, we certainly weren't going to jump in and be like, okay, I left off at max, <laughs> you know, my yeah. one rep max at, at such and such. Let me just jump back into that. Because like you said, um, if you're not doing it consistently, you're going to lose it. So I think we certainly were at the point now that we're like, yeah, if I had tried this the first day, that would have been bad. But, you know, I think eventually we'll get to the point where uh, we can push ourselves to the to failure and then be like, okay, we can dial it back. But also, I think it, it, when we were with the trainer, it was like, okay, you failed, we'll, we'll dial it back. And then like a week and a half, two weeks later, you're back at trying your, your one rep max. And that's like when you're failing a rep every session, whether it's a different lift or just all your reps, so whatever. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't feel good. So I think we'll learn better if it's just kind of like you get to that point. Okay, work the strength in quantity or in by maybe we'll be mixing in a, another lifting again just to help get to a certain level again. I just felt rushed in my progress. Yeah. I just felt really rushed and pushed to do too much. And I didn't want to be that person to say, I feel rushed because then it's like, why would I be paying money for this? And I think when I'm lifting by myself, I can say today, I know how much I've slept, how much I've eaten, how well I feel, how I, am I injured from jujitsu and adjust it that way. And it becomes a much more integrated, holistic part of my life. Whereas as like most coaches might say, they can't control what you do outside of the gym. So they just kind of have to do the best they can in the gym. And um, Charlie is very interested in 
Oh, yes, yes well, good boy. In the uh, time off, our microphone sound booth has been his go-to bed. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. I hope cat hair absorbs sound. Yeah, I hope so too. So, um, curious parties want to know, will this podcast still be about lifting? Yeah. I mean, we had some things in mind that we were going to uh we were going to go through some topics and yeah this is still something that we enjoy doing and still enjoy nerding out about a bit debriefing after every every lift so there's more to say there's more to learn so there's more to not say too but you know we're not going to go there <laughs> i'm not bitter at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's always going to be there. It's going to be like an experience that we don't have a good taste in our mouth about. And just like you wish you could forget it, forget it. But, you know, as long as we're not just like living with that disgusting <laughs> feeling all the time, mm-hmm. I think we'll, we can move past it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that concludes this episode. I guess just keep supporting us. Keep listening to the show. Um, now Poe has come to say hi with her little jingle bells. And I'll let you know next episode how much I love liquid chalk. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye.